This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Love Brand You, the show about personal branding, how your values, your beliefs, and your actions help you define and discover your calling and the evolution of you and your brand. I'm your host, Sam Rafus. On today's show, we are talking about creativity. While being creative comes naturally or easier to some, believe it or not, nearly all great ideas follow a similar creative process, and there is actually a guide to help you learn that creative process. In 1940, an advertising exec named James Webb Young published a short guide titled A Technique for Producing Ideas. The five are the simple five-step formula anyone can use to be more creative in business and in life. He believed the process of creative connection occurred in five steps, which are one, you gather new material. So at first you learn and you focus on specific material related directly to your task and learning other materials by becoming fascinated with other concepts. And two, thoroughly work over the materials in your mind. So during this stage, you think about it, you examine the facts from different angles, you experiment with various ideas, fitting them together. Three, you step away from the problem. So you put it completely out of your mind and you go do something else. And I know for me that that's critical. When I'm working with my clients or I'm working on something of my own, I do spend a lot of time in the thinking, but there comes a time where I have to let everything go and step away from the problem. So four, the next point is you let the idea return to you. So you've stepped away from it, the ideas are percolating in your head, and then at some point you have to stop thinking about it and let it come back to you. And you might reference that to the aha moment. And I get a lot of those because when I've stepped away, either working with a client, thinking on a name, thinking on a, a program name, thinking on a name for my client's business or even my own products or services that I'm trying to come with, even the show, even the show Love Brand You, I had the idea in my head for a long time, but it took a long time to come back to it. So I think once you step away from it and let it return to you is when the brilliance comes. Okay. And then number five. So number five, you've worked on it. You've let the idea come back to you. Now you're working on it and you get feedback. So you shape, you develop the idea, and you get the feedback. And that's really, again, the process of when I'm working with clients, I'll say to them, you know, we're going to, we're going to accept that this is our idea, our idea, this is our name, this is what we're doing, and then work with it. Work with it to make it better. And even if I bring it back to the show. I've been working with Love Brand New for how many months now? This is episode 16, I believe, and I'm working with it to make it a better show. So this is the creative process for the show. And I use this process all the time, whether it's clients or even working with my kids on their homework. We'll brainstorm homework. 
but the point I want you to make that I want to make is to allow yourself to be creative, to let your mind wander, to sit in silence, to allow the stillness and let ideas come to you. And I often reference TV shows because I do get inspiration from TV. I do watch Netflix and those are the types of the types of shows that I like that give me the inspiration. So I'm thinking back to Mad Men, the advertising agency reference um, is perfectly fitting for this because it makes me think of uh, Mad Men. The show was uh, in the 1960s, New York advertising, Don Draper, the lead character, he's often sitting there thinking. And in one particular episode, his boss, Roger Sterling, walks in and he sees Don Draper sitting in his chair, smoking a cigarette, staring off into space, thinking. And it makes me laugh every time because he's thinking while he's smoking what he can do for Lucky Strike Cigarette Company, what he can do differently for a tagline because he's supposed to be this creative genius that comes up with these taglines, but he can't come up with a tagline right now because of now they know that cigarettes aren't safe. So he has to think of a different way to market cigarettes. But back to the point of staring off into space, Roger Sterling says to him, I don't know if I'll ever get used to the fact that most of the time it looks like you're doing nothing. The statement always makes me laugh because if you're a fly on the wall watching me, sometimes you would think I was doing nothing, but I'm actually really deep in thought thinking either for myself or for my clients. So that's a bit on my creative process. Now on to my guest. Today, I'm excited to hear what she has to say about creativity because I personally think that this woman is a creative genius. Let me introduce you to Lynette Melnick. Lynette is an artist, a creative consultant, an art business coach, a former interior designer, and previously ran her own design marketing and corporate communi communications business for over 20 years. Welcome, Lynette. Thank you very much, Sam. It's pleasure to be here with you. I've been waiting to have you on the show. I know you've been away. I know you just got back from Miami and we decided that we could do this uh, show today. But I just want to share with our listeners the, what you just shared with me before the show, that in 2016, listeners, Lynette was named one of the nine Canadian artists you need to know. And that was by Crush Interiors in Vancouver, BC. In 2017, so this year, earlier this year, she can tell us a little bit more about it during the show too, Mode Art Design in Milan, Italy, so a gallery, approached Lynette for their inauguration of their new project, Milan Biennial of Art, which showcases international artists. Lynette has three paintings in their gallery in Milan. There is much more to know about Lynette and her creativity. Lynette, 
start us off by sharing your backstory and why you do what you do. Thank you, Sam. Oh gosh, way back to, to when I started. I think I've always been creative uh, from when I was a little kid, but when I got serious about it, uh, as you had already mentioned, I was an interior designer and worked in the industry for a number of years and decided, well, maybe it's just not exactly what I want. And so I returned to university and took visual communication design. And so I worked with other companies, but I always had wanted to be an entrepreneur, always wanted my own company. And I, I think because I, I had and I still have a deep passion about how I feel people should be treated uh, as far as providing them with great service, providing them with high quality of work, and also just building that trusting relationship with people. It's just so important for going forward and communicating in this world and and being uh, having a great business with people. So I started, as you said, um, a design marketing corporate communications firm. And in the beginning, it was tough. I, I would say to myself, okay, what am I going to do next? I don't have another project after this one. What am I going to do? Um, but another project would somehow happen and slowly more and more um, projects would come about, more clients would appear until I had a, a really wonderful, diverse client list. It was, I had oil and gas, of course, with being in, in this part of the country in Calgary. Um, I had real estate clients, hospitality and tourism, health and fitness. It was just quite a range. And I really feel very fortunate uh, for this because my clients, their projects ranged from establishing brand and marketing strategies for small startup companies as well as, as I worked with international companies um, that had a market cap over $1 billion. So it really was, and I love all the diversity. It was, it was so challenging and would always be um, a creative challenge, uh, which was great because my mind was always, always going. And so technology was in there as well. Um, building websites, doing online and reports, all that, that I didn't make that um, stuff happen. Thankfully, I had programmers that knew all that, that language. Um, but my clients always challenged me, whether it was to create innovative and new ideas, um, new products for their business. Uh, and then, of course, sometimes it was during those really late nights. And it's two o'clock in the morning, and I have a presentation and nothing's coming. And what am I going to do? Uh, and so it, it was, I could relate so completely when you talked earlier um, about James Webb Young's uh, five steps to creativity, because there were so many times where your step number three of step away from the yeah. problem, just it yeah. was to step away, even though it was late, I had to go and I, I had to do something else, mindless things. And I just say, walk away. I'll yeah. say to myself suddenly, walk away, walk away. And yeah, people think you're crazy, but we, we know what we're doing. Okay, so you walk away and then what? Yes, well, and, and exactly. And it's what I find for walking away, it may be just doing something mindless. Um, obviously, if it was at two o'clock in the morning, I wouldn't necessarily go for a walk, uh, but it might be on just doing... Um, production tasks and, and things that were just, just automatic. 
So that as you were talking about before, the aha percolating was happening in the back of my mind and then something would always come. And thankfully something would always come. Uh, but I think as well, uh, part of the great challenge is that I, I feel I would flourish when people would say to me, it's always been done this way before. And, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> no, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> because I love that challenge of, of stepping back and looking at things in different ways um, to come up with better solutions, how things would work better, just a different approach to it. And I think way back when, when I was a kid, it started with following my father around. And he would frequently think things could be done better or something wasn't built right or could work better. So he'd adapt it or he'd innovate something with it. And so that, that can-do attitude was always in me as, as far as questioning things. And, it's, and sometimes it's perfectly fine for things to be done the way they were before sometimes it isn't and so that asking yourself those questions just is part of the creativity process as well so that's that's after and then um, having the company for for over 20 years I wanted to do something else even though the company was very successful and my clients were wonderful uh, I just I'd accomplished a lot of things and I thought oh there's there's something else I need to go back to my art which I was always doing on and off and so this artist part of me came to light again. And this may sound really maybe a bit silly, but there was this deep ache inside of me that I just knew that I had to try it more than just this on and off artist career that was happening as real life was taking over. And so the artist part of it did not happen during those many years. So I thought, okay, I, I have to do this and I have to put my heart and soul onto the canvas and see what other people think about it. And so in June of 2015, I started again from scratch to build another business, uh, branding and marketing and selling my art. Uh, although I made it a little bit more difficult with my, for myself because I do abstract art, which is not completely understood by all. Uh, because it doesn't represent objects and people have to think a little bit more about the abstract art and they have to use that creative process as well. And uh, also I, I tend to interpret uh, nature and dance and music. So if I'm interpreting music and the rhythms and the harmonies and the different genres, music itself is abstract. So I'm not quite sure why I did this, but it's why, why, did I, why did I choose to, to start again and, and get myself into this? But um, it, it's at this point, uh, it's quite enlightening. Uh, I love the process that's happening and, and the reception to other, other people. I find as well that through my art with relating to people, uh, some have come to me and asked, because they know my interior design background, and they say, well, how do I buy the art to, to complement their interior? Where do I hang the paintings? How do I do a gallery wall? So I started adding um, the service of creative consultant to my repertoire. And so I'll help people with that. So I think the creative aspect is good in being physically creative, but also creative in knowing more opportunities uh, when they present themselves and leaping towards them 
and saying, okay, can I do this as well? So I did. And, uh, and again, another opportunity approached itself uh, by my business background. I noticed that there's a lot of creative people that, especially when they're beginning, they don't necessarily have the business aspect and entrepreneurial aspect of things. They have the creative down pat, they know how to do things. And so because of my business background and working with other clients and my, my need to want to help people, um, this part of being an art business coach came out as well. And so I, I mentor people in that business aspect of things. So uh, they may need focus on how to do a marketing plan, how to do a business plan, how to do their branding. And so I'll help them with that while they get towards their other things of just doing the artwork. So that's, um, those things are keeping me pretty busy these days. <laughs> so how do people that believe they aren't creative, how can our listeners add creativity to their life? Um, that's such a great question. And there's so many things people could do. Um, and I, th I think it, it's all aspects of their life. It's necessarily necessary to people, whether they're in a transition or, or their life is going very smoothly. Um, creativity makes you more aware. I think if you just take time to look around you and see the experiences that you have and be aware of what's around you. You see a little bit more, which again starts that creativity process. Um, and some things that um, also you should do is just to challenge yourself to go outside your comfort zone. And it could be tough it, and it could be baby steps, just little things of usually I, I take the train to work or I, I do this or I go the same route, go a different route, look at a map, try to get somewhere else a different way um, or learn a new skill, try um, a new language or something that you may be wanting to have done for a long, long time, but just never have. Just try it. It just really, if you fail, it doesn't matter. You've tried it and it's that extra step that gives you the confidence to be more creative with things. Um, and also I think what really is important and you alluded to it as well when you said and I love this point of what you said earlier when you said to allow this stillness and for me it's taking time to dream and just being quiet and listening to myself and thinking what do I want to do and then seeing if you want to bring it to fruition or how you could do it. Even if you have a dream and you go through the steps of how could I make that happen? If you wanted to go somewhere, how would I get there? How would I plan this? What would I do when I'm there? So it's, you may not do it right away. You may do it in 10 years. It may not happen, but it's dreaming and you still have to be creative to do it. And I think also, uh, and it's, this is the one thing that relates to me being an, an artist, um, because uh, looking at abstract art also allows you to be creative. And there was um, a quote from 
neuroscientist of, of all people, not an art, art consultant or an art curator, but a neuroscientist, Eric Kandel, who he actually was a winner of the 2000 Nobel Prize for Physiology or Medicine. He had said, the reason abstract art possesses such an enormous challenge to the beholder is that it teaches us to look at art and in, in a sense at the world in a new way. Abstract art dares our visual system to interpret an image that is fundamentally different from the kind of images our brain has evolved to reconstruct. I just love that. It just makes me want to um, scream it out to people and go, yes, like you can look at things different ways. And, and it's, it's one thing I read at least once a week. Well, and you being an abstract artist, because I'm as you're reading that quote, I'm envisioning your art. Like I'm sitting here thinking about your Instagram and how I look at it every day and I look at your pieces and I was commenting while you were in Miami and you were posting and there was one piece that just leapt off the page at me and it just spoke to me and I thought, that's my favorite one to date. And I want to hear more about Miami, but we need to take a break. All right. So after we take a break, I want you to tell us how you had to apply, how you got to Miami. It was there was a it's a juried exhibit. Again, these are all things that I don't know. So I want you to fill us in in ways that we can understand. So in layman's terms, uh, break it down for us how you got to Miami and tell us all about that after the break. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's virtual office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's virtual office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Are you a speaker who has an inspiring, insightful message that will help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? If the answer is yes, we invite you to become a pro member of the eWomen Speakers Network. We have over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across North America. We're looking for speakers to share their wisdom and breakthrough ideas. Go to eWomenNetwork.com and join our speakers network. The benefits for pro speakers are incredible. Go to eWomenNetwork.com. We are back. So, Lynette, before the break, you we talked about you telling us about Miami. So tell us about your experience, the application process, how you got there, and what came out of the show for you. Right. Also, me right now with just returning. Uh, it started really last year when friends had gone down to Miami for this big Art Miami week. It's an international, the largest international art fair, I think the largest in the world, if not one of the largest in the world. And it has Art Basel with it and Spectrum Miami and other ex exhibitions all happening at the same time. And my friends had said that I should be showing my work at. at in Miami. So I thought, 
okay, we'll, we'll try it. So I had to apply for it and be juried in. And uh, so I applied to Spectrum Miami, which is one of the art shows. And they came back and said, yep, you're accepted. And I, then I was, oh no, what do I do now? Do I actually go? So I had to research and do a little bit more and talk to many people about, should I do this? Should I not do this? So I, I did it. And it was so much fun. It was overwhelming. There were so many people there, but it was, um, I, I had great exposure. I talked to so many people. Um, I got great feedback on my art and it really opened up doors. At least I'm hoping so because I'm, I already have received a couple emails from people um, today. And um, so I, a couple, a few commissions have come out of it, which was wonderful. Um, which is always great to to have on the on the table of things to do, as well as galleries um, had approached me and and I approached them and and we had discussed things for the four or five days that I was down there, and so there's opportunities. Uh, we'll see if this works out. So there's some interest in people in in the Hamptons and New York, and also one for. Um, Paris and, and London, so that's quite exciting. But again, I'm not quite sure it's gonna happen, but uh, the feedback was wonderful. It, uh, it was a great experience, and I was just thrilled already with the connections that, that I created with it. Well, like I said, I watch you on Instagram, and I could see the comments coming by, and people that were either in Miami or watching you, and saying, you know, great show, great art, great, you know, I, I could see the comments coming by. You have 17,000 followers on Instagram. So I know you've had some artwork commissioned from uh, people in London, uh, like you had alluded to the US, and most recently you've had inquiries, I believe, from Singapore and Abu Dhabi. Yes, that's but true. One of which is fantastic, but I want you to again, because we, we have to, in the interest of time, I want you to tell us about the one from Italy, because I know a little bit about it, and I want our listeners to hear your story of the Italian uh, musician and composer and the video that you did. Tell us that story. Um, give us a, a two-minute version of that story. Okay, very quickly. Instagram is wonderful for meeting people. I, I can't believe how many people and commissions and and friends I've met through there. Uh, an, an Italian uh, musician and composer saw my work on Instagram and approached me. He was doing a new song and saw some of my little process videos, which are really short, and said, are you open to doing a, a video of your artwork and how you do it for my new song? And I went, sure. Well, of course, I didn't really know what I was doing. And the learning curve was very steep. Um, because there's a lot of work that needs to go into making or a lot of videos that I had to shoot to make three minutes and 28 seconds worth of his, his song because he sent me a song. And, and so I, I did so many videos and then I had to learn how to edit and, and all this and put it together. So uh, finally it was done and we put it up on YouTube and uh, yeah, I, was, I was really thrilled with it for being the first time that I'd ever done something like that. Um, and I was honored that he would actually approach me to, to do something. And yeah, that was a lot of fun. 
Is that two minutes? <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That's fine. I, I just want to make sure that I get to all the questions that I want to ask you, but mostly you mentioned YouTube. So how, how can people see that video? Uh, they, um, they can go on my website, uh, which is lynettemelnick.com. And under uh, my events, I do have the YouTube video. And I think you can search me on YouTube. I honestly don't know that much about it. I'm, it's still in the learning process. <laughs> and you know what? I love it, Lynette, because I, I say it to so many of my clients, and I love it that all of my guests that I have on the show were, most of us are entrepreneurs, and most of us have just said yes. Even, even though we don't always know what we're doing, we've said yes, and it's led us to the most amazing opportunities. Again, you and I met because I had said yes to an opportunity that I wasn't quite sure where it was going to lead me in it. And part of it was leading me to you last year. Okay. Let's get to the question I ask every guest every week. Okay. What is one or, or a couple, whatever you want to share with us, what's one of your best daily habits that keeps you aligned with your brand and your creativity? Yeah. That's always a good question um, because for me, my day is so diverse and it can be different projects, talking to different people, but I've really had that throughout my whole career. Um, so I think what I try and do is just have part of my day where I exercise some form or the other, um, eat, eat well and get sleep. And really that's um, keeps me at the top of my game to be able to have the energy to go after some of the things that I'm working on and to maintain that, that uh, high level of uh, times when I don't actually get all the sleep that I could, that I could get. And those are, those are really important. And, and I'm the same, you know, exercise, eat well, but I find that the sleep is really, really important for the creative process. You have to let your mind just shut off. And those of us that are in the creative realms will tend to let that mind just spin and spin and spin and not, and not stop. And I think it just gets exhausting and then you lose your creativity. Is that, does that happen to you? Oh, it does. I can certainly tell when I'm running on empty and have to replenish. And I think what you had said as well, um, for saying yes to the things and the opportunities that present itself. I love that. I love that saying of, saying yes to whatever the day is presenting itself so perfect tell our listeners how they can best connect with you they can go to my website lynettemelnick.com uh, and they can see me on instagram or Facebook, which I'm not really so much on Facebook, but Instagram, I show my processes, my experiments, my try, my errors, all sorts of things. And that's on Lynette Melnick Art. And both Instagram and Facebook are the same. Excellent. I will have uh, lynettemelnick.com. I'll have that information on the show page and um, Lynette Melnick Art 
listeners follow her on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, or even if you're not, I tell everybody get on Instagram. And some people will say to me, oh, but you know what? I'm in my 40s, 50s, Instagrams for the young people. And I will say, excuse me, I'm there too. And I'm on Instagram all the time. So I've met a lot of really interesting people and I've met some really great guests on Instagram. So I'm, I'm an Instagram lover. So I highly recommend Instagram. Me too. <laughs> okay. Now it is time for our, we're at the end of our show. I can't believe it. It always goes faster than I think. Lynette, give us your best parting words of wisdom or advice. Um, there's always so many. I think it's, for me especially, it's to accept who you are and what brought you to this stage in your life. And I often say that beauty is in the imperfection, whether it's in my art and even as it relates to people in the sense of we don't have to be perfect at everything. I was a perfectionist and I'm, I'm getting much better at it now. And I see the beauty in things that aren't perfect. Uh, um, try, try something new. Um, revisit a long lost desire. Um, I, I think you should just bring creativity in your life and smile and laugh. And that's it. Oh, thank you. That's so perfect for the end of the year. We're getting to the end of the year. And I always feel a little bit more nostalgic at this time of the year in December. And that's some great words to leave people with. Just use your own creativity and enjoy life. Be happy. And thank you, Lynette. Well, thank you very much. I'm honored to be one of your guests. Listeners, head to lynettemelnick.com for more about Lynette and to samrafis.com to join my community. Head to iTunes, subscribe to Love Brand You. If you like what you heard, I'd love a comment on today's show or uh, a review would be great too. So I know what to make better. Or even if you have an idea for a guest, send me a message and I'd appreciate knowing what you think of the show. I'm your host, Sam Rafus, And until next time, keep sharing the love. EWN Podcast Network.